Hi friends, welcome to Detox Podcast. This is episode 11, Operation Overdrive. Hi, I hope this finds you well. I know this past week has been kind of a tough one in the world. Um, If you're feeling angry and confused, I mean, me too. So just sending out you guys some love right now. It's been a really weird week, um, really big week, and I honestly feel like I'm feeling the world's energy right now. Like, it's it's totally affecting me. And uh, I'm just trying to, you know, make some solid boundaries, protect my energy. I hope you are too. Um... On a more awesome note, a couple weeks ago, I was at the She Recovers conference in LA. Uh, If you haven't heard of She Recovers and you are a woman who's in recovery from anything, alcohol, drugs, depression, anxiety, abuse, self-harm, eating disorders, heartbreak, grief, loss, workaholism, you know, anything under the sun, that is what they do. They take us and they give us a beautiful space and they hold it for us. We're all recovering from something. That's like their number one motto. And it's so true. And the more I do this work, the more I venture into it and the more I do healing, the more I meet women from all sorts of walks of life and all sorts of recovery paths, everyone is like in the same place. We're all trying to become the best version, the best healed version of ourselves and it doesn't matter why it does matter why but the effect is the same like it's just we're all in it together and it was so beautiful to be in LA with 600 women who were all there doing the same thing all had the same attitudes about life this like it was so beautiful and if you were there you know what I'm talking about. And if you were there and you met me there and you're listening to this because we met and we talked about it and, oh my God, big shout out to you, big hug to you. Thank you. It was so amazing to meet you. And I hope we get to see each other again. Um, please check out She Recovers. They have retreats all year long. I went to one in Salt Spring Island this uh, this past July and it was honestly mind-blowing so much healing occurred that I wasn't, I was prepared for, but not expecting. And it completely cracked me wide open. And I've definitely written a poem about it that eventually we'll get to in this podcast. And I'll tell you all about it. Uh, Just a few more announcements, I guess, before we crack into this episode. Um, Another Whisper and Roar. That's November, sorry, November 10th in Seattle. It's at Bohemian Studios. It's me and Teg Diankar. We're going to do kundalini yoga and poetry together, and you're going to participate, and we're going to all work together and heal together and laugh and probably cry together, and it's going to be beautiful, so check that out. Tickets are in Eventbrite. If you go find me on um, on Facebook, Denise Walker Author, that's my Facebook page. Uh, there'll be a link to the event in the Eventbrite there, and yeah. Um, other than that, another really exciting thing, I met a woman uh, named Frances Stone who lives in Vancouver, Canada, and we met in LA. And 
she's a co-host of this wonderful radio show that's based in Vancouver. It's called Talk Recovery, and it airs every Thursday at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time. And on October 25th, I'm going to be on there talking about Pick Your Poison, and I could not be more excited. So hopefully you'll tune into that. I'll make some more announcements as we get closer to that date. Uh, but, wow. Um, exciting things in the life of Denise right now. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, let's jump into this poem. This one is Operation Overdrive. It's a good one. <laughs> Here we go. I am who you say I am. I do what you tell me to. Willpower no more. This is Operation Overdrive. My thoughts are powered by greasy black mechanisms connected to hydraulic limbs. My joints grind and hiss. This gift you gave, a cold exoskeleton, titanium strong and unrelenting. I do what you tell me to. I beg and crawl. I march and destroy. I'm your soldier. I don't need freedom. I need your gasoline. Over and over, I, he I hear your command until it sounds like my darkest desire. I guzzle your fuel, saturating every cell, skin, eyes, mind, and soul. The sun abandons me. I'm a human cocktail in the pitch black, burn, Molotov burn. Lights out. Hard reboot. Wake desiccated, desperate, and alone. Flick the switch. Operation Overdrive. This poem is about exhaustion on the deepest level. This is cellular fatigue. Compassion fatigue. Decision fatigue. I didn't want to be the master of myself, so I wasn't. Operation Overdrive is sweet surrender to something outside of myself. I didn't care. I didn't think. I just took the next drink. That's all I had to do. It was a relief when alcohol took over. It was easy, thoughtless, decisionless. Alcohol even took away my willpower to make the whole thing seamless. See, when we repeatedly ingest a neurotoxin like alcohol, it begins to recategorize itself in our brain. It started out as a want, something we chose to drink, but the more we chose it, the more the brain started to get confused. Eventually, it stops asking the prefrontal cortex for permission and makes a significant home in the midbrain. Alcohol is no longer a want, but a need. It is water. It is food. It is sleep. Willpower has been overridden. Choice has been overridden. This is why anyone with a substance abuse disorder is not weak. We are not weak. Our willpower isn't weak. It's not failing us. We are not failing. Choice isn't even an option anymore. Do you hear that? It's not even a choice anymore. This is why stopping a substance is so difficult. For example, if you were to stop eating today, at first it would be fine. Then your stomach would start to grumble and that wouldn't be so bad. Then you would see your friend with a cheeseburger and suddenly food is the only thing you can think about. You've been there, you know what that feels like, right? And you know you can't have any. <clears throat> Sorry. You know you can't have any. And then the hunger gets worse, and you realize you're not going to eat until tomorrow. You're actually not going to even eat tomorrow either. You've stopped eating. You're not doing that anymore. Uh, but then your friend offers you a french fry, 
you decline. They can see that you want it, so they offer it again. You decline. But then your friend says, are you sure? It's just one fry. And then you start to falter. You take the fry. You can taste the fry. You can feel the salts on the exterior of the fry. You know what? We're going to try this hunger strike again tomorrow. <clears throat> you eat the fry. And when you do wake up, the sense of failure sets in. Why couldn't I just hold out? Why did I have to take the fry? Why am I so weak? Now I have to suffer all through that craving again. Why didn't I just hold out? Maybe this isn't worth it. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe it's too hard. It's easier to stop trying. It's easier to let alcohol call the shots. It's easy to become a complete shell and follow the leader. The more I used, the easier it became. And you know what? I have a distinct memory of my childhood friend's mom saying to be careful about our alcohol consumption. That if we kept going and we kept getting drunk all the time like this, we could get addicted. I remember laughing with my friend whose mom that was. We're like, what? Like, that seemed completely stupid. I honestly thought that it wasn't, like, that's not how it worked. I honestly thought that if I wasn't addicted from the start, from the get-go, from that first drink, I couldn't become addicted. That's what happened to other people. That happened to people with serious shit in their lives. That happened to weak people. And it happened to me. And who knows, maybe I actually was addicted from the start. How can you tell when you're 18 and all you and your friends do is drink, go to the bars, play drinking games? Oh yeah, I'm from Alberta, so our drinking legal, legal drinking age is 18. Right out of high school, you just jump from routine, structure, underage drinking, to legal drinking immediately. And I loved alcohol from the get-go. I never stood a chance. Choice is a funny thing. We can think of it as a bank. Let's say you get 300 choices a day. That's your allotment. Eventually, those choices run out. Some are harder than others and cost more than others. And then we enter decision fatigue. Once they all run out, there's no more. Not until tomorrow. So do you ever get to the end of your day and someone asks you what you want for dinner? Doesn't that feel like the hardest decision in the entire world? One that you might not even be able to make in that moment? Yeah, now try, and tr now try to resist that hot, crispy, salty french fry when your choice bank is empty and all your survival instincts are firing on all cylinders. I let alcohol run me for years. It did it well. I functioned highly and I never had to try too hard. The only thing I had to do was hide it. Easy enough trade, right? I was in physical and mental pain, but hey, I didn't have to feel the real stuff, just the surface stuff. I just walked when alcohol told me to, talked when it told me to, slept when it told me to, laughed when it told me to. I didn't need to do anything. It gave me everything I needed to keep marching in the sea of marchers. I am who you say I am. I do what you tell me to. Willpower, no more. This is Operation Overdrive. My thoughts are powered by greasy black mechanisms connected to hydraulic limbs. My joints grind and hiss this gift you gave, a cold exoskeleton, titanium strong and unrelenting. I do what you tell me to. I beg and crawl. I march and destroy. I'm your soldier. 
I don't need freedom, I need your gasoline. Over and over I hear your command until it sounds like my darkest desire. I guzzle your fuel, saturating every cell, skin, eyes, mind, and soul. The sun abandons me. I'm a human cocktail in the pitch black. Burn, Molotov, burn. Lights out. Hard reboot. Wake desiccated, desperate, and alone. Flick the switch. Operation Overdrive.